Hello, welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. My name is Daniel Morgan, and I'm joined here live by Pujix from Toronto. Hey there, my man. How's it going? Hey there, Dan. Life is awesome. Oh, fantastic. And we have Emmy back for another episode. So, Amelia, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am doing terrific. And first of all, I want to ask you about yourself. How is life now in Canada with the temperature and all that stuff? Is it pretty cold there right now or something? Oh, yeah. We're definitely starting to, to feel the chill. Just the other night, I was I was walking home and I was like, okay, time to get out the parkas, you know. Oh, my goodness. And what's right now the temperature? Do you know? Uh, let's see right now. I think right now it's still... Yeah, of course. It's, you know, I just sound like, it's cold. That's that's what I can tell you. It's like, the temperature is cold. It's it's pretty darn cold. That's the temperature. 16? So four degrees currently where I am. Oh, for something like 16 is not cold at all. So four degrees, right? No, no, no. Single digit. Single digit. So. All right. And are you also in Toronto? Where's your location? Uh, I'm in Guelph, so there's maybe like a couple degrees difference from Toronto. And All Guelph. right. Very that's well. Cool. Fantastic. So that's the problem. we got to deal with this one, but uh, hopefully you guys can handle it because you've been there for a long time, basically. I mean, how do you get used to that kind of cold temperature all the time? I guess, like, I'm sure it's like there's a evolutionary like, term like climatization. So your body kind of learns to handle itself differently. Wow. So, you know, make sure it doesn't lose much heat. Whereas, like, you know, I was like spending like a couple weeks in Mexico where it was like, let's say it was like 40 degrees. Like, it felt like 40 degrees most days. And then I came back to like single digits. And I was like, in, this was in May. So, like you know in the teens in may and i was like had to get out my winter coat for the first little while being back from mexico and canada even though it was like spring summer weather so it's like just your body makes like these little tiny adjustments you know it's like turning like the thermostat up in your in your car or in your house (laughs) wow and one question because you know about this matter because i'm about to go to moscow and i heard that the temperature now is about zero even minus one or two in celsius so from your perspective uh, and it's gonna be like at least 25 degrees of difference uh, like at once as i get off the airplane so what are your technique techni- you know the, the uh, some of the tips you got that can help us to deal with such situations because i remember the first time this happened to me i was literally shaking at the airport until i found yeah i got the guy can actually pick me up uh, basically my driver and it was like really unbelievable so what what do you think is the best way to prepare ourselves for these sudden changes in temperature definitely say just like kind of like if, if, if you know what's happening like to dress accordingly so like i know it kind of sucks but like getting on the plane like just make sure you have those extra couple layers or like you know just having that just having that stuff ready instead of just you know dealing with one coat you know have like a couple sweaters have like you know maybe like track pants and a pair of pants underneath wow that's good i mean you you give very good tips i remember i asked my driver he said uh, Mr. Morgan, all you need is to drink some vodka, and the everything will be good. <laughs> so that's yeah, also that one solution. Next, <laughs> next that's right. Very well. Fantastic. So, guys, speaking of getting cold and stuff like that, today's topic is about a terminology that you might not have heard. We certainly didn't once we first heard about it, and that's called anti-vexers. So let's first start off talking about this terminology and what it actually means. So, I mean, you're the, the expert on this subject, and you mentioned unfortunately first of all what does anti-vexer means and why unfortunately you're an expert on this subject well so i guess anti-vaxxers it's i guess a group slash uh i guess an idea that basically 
they're they're against their they have a movement against vaccinating so like they're against um vaccinating their children for all the i guess typical like you know the vaccine schedules for all these preventable diseases they have and they're against flu shots they're against like making it you know required their children have it to attend school they think that it's basically it's almost a conspiracy theory that vaccines are actually doing more harm than good and that it's like you know a big thing by the government to keep people sick and (laughs) so i've been getting more involved with like you know interacting with them like on social media and like seeing seeing their kind of like thoughts and it's it was kind of it's kind of frightening to think of like we've come so far and you know especially in the medical field of having vaccines that people like a, a large enough group of people can actually think this way and we're actually starting to see you know the effects of that you know in europe there's outbreaks of measles that people have died you know things that we wow. thought that we will have to experience again but we're starting to see that now because there's such a, a movement for not vaccinating that's amazing I, I mean just i can't believe people would do that in the modern world oh, out of all places wow Pujix, what do you think about this terminology and uh, what is your reaction to it yeah, that was the first time I heard actually from uh, from uh, M. I, so that's how we basically do stuff for the people who don't know. We for for uh, discussing different topics. So we present like few suggested topics, and then the last suggestion is okay, suggest your own. And then M came to me with this subject, and I googled it up. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Let's do it. <laughs> so wow. that was the first time I actually heard about it, and uh, heard about the terminology. Although I've heard quite a lot about. Uh, the phenomena and the you know rather belief system or whatever you want to call it, which is unfortunate as I mentioned, like because a lot of these, <clears throat> if you look at the trends of uh, these uh, you know fatal diseases throughout our history, we like lots and lots and lots of people would die, and then we had these vaccinations in the uh, mid I don't exactly know to late uh, 20th century into 21st century, and we thought that that was gone, and it was for a long while. There were no fatalities from many of these diseases, but then eventually, a lot of people apparently had uh, some, uh, you know, some skepticism against these things and stopped doing them, uh, which is sort of unfortunate. Wow. And speaking of that, actually, let's talk about the preventive measures we take generally uh, to ensure our health and well-being. So, Em, I'm guessing that you yourself care a lot about your health and you take a lot of uh, precautionary measures. Uh, how often do you yourself get a full checkup? Actually, I'm curious. How often like, do you get a full health checkup and you try to actually see how things are? Um, so I would say like, unless I'm, unless I'm otherwise healthy and especially because I'm under 25, like I try to do it like maybe other, every other year just to like kind of check on things or, you know, when, um, I guess if there's something going on, like I have gotten like a a blood pan panel once or twice just to like check my values especially so i i know you'll love hearing this but as a vegetarian like you need to check to make sure i'm not becoming anemic so you know, <laughs> oh like my 12 check wow. my hemoglobin you know wow. <laughs> so they always like to check on that but yeah i would say one of the things that you like a lot of people don't think of is like getting like you know for example your flu shot like getting your yearly flu shot or for me because i work with animals i have a risk of um, contracting rabies so i've been vaccinated against rabies so i also have to it's called a blood titering where they'll take a sample of my blood and they'll check the amount of antibodies that's in my blood to say that there is enough that if you were to be exposed to rabies virus, you would be protected. So I also get tests like that done to make sure that I would I can be safe That's and healthy amazing. and not rabid. <laughs> Especially for a vegetarian. Unbelievable. And now let's move on to Pujik. So how about you, buddy? How often do you get yourself checked? Yeah, I think uh, so 
since since a year ago i decided to do this way more regularly at least once or twice a year uh the full body checkup and then and that was the year ago that i'm talking about is the year i turned 20 well i turned 25 so as i mentioned i was like okay now i'm 26 so probably i should start uh doing regular checkups and i mean not that there is any concern but uh, you never know right so there are a lot of things that might be wrong with you that doesn't have any uh symptoms like showing symptoms that you can actually observe yourself wow. without any uh you know blood blood work or anything like that so so yeah i think uh, at least once a year would be a good idea for uh, for most people Interesting. And both of you right now are below 25 or almost 25 or around that. So uh, let's be honest, when you're young, your body's a lot healthier and capable of dealing with all sorts of problems and diseases. But in general, uh, at which age should we actually become a lot more cautious about our health and start you know, getting more and more screenings uh, done and try to actually take care of our health? So you mentioned earlier, uh, M, that you tend to uh, somehow do this once or twice a year because you're working with animals. But at which age should everybody actually, whether they work with animals or not, whether they're working in hazardous environments or not at which age do you think it's best for them to actually try to get checked a lot more regularly I mean, so it's funny because i feel like it's like you know as we're saying like yeah when you're over 25 you should probably think about doing it more but then it's like, even under 25 you know there's a brief window where unless there's other like you know medical conditions or things to worry about like once a year but then if you look at the other end of the spectrum like when you're when you're freshly born like that's also a very like state where you're very vulnerable so that's where you kind of tend to see like you know more when the immune system and your body isn't able to take care of itself properly so that's where you rely on the mother so there's a you know a little like newborn to somewhere into your toddler like toddler years that you should also think about like being checked more often but everywhere in between that range i would say at least you know once once a year just so that you know your doctor at least can kind of keep up on things and have a trend of seeing if there's anything changing or if everything's basically generally the same that's why they usually say for yearly checkups just to get a better idea like a better picture of stuff that you're actually healthy or at least consistently you know similar great point so speaking of that let's now talk about actual vaccinations so I don't know about you guys, but the last time I got a vaccination, it was a long time ago. It was long before even uh, <clears throat> Obama was in the office. But now we have another monster in the office. But for now, I want to ask you, actually, Pujix, when was the last time you got vaccinated? Uh, well, if you count flu shot, that was that was last year. Um, flu shot. So you got you a flu shot last year. Shot, it was like. Yes. Interesting. Well, actually, I didn't. Take, sorry, sorry. I didn't take the flu shot last year, but the year before. The year before last year, that is. Yeah, so two years ago. <laughs> well, we have a terminology for that. That's pretty cool. It's like a f- freaking puzzle. Like, no, it's, <laughs> what's the year that is before the last year? You know what I'm talking about? All right, very well. That's so, how, that year, that year. <laughs> that's right. How about you, Em? Uh, how, how, you like, you, like, had this hobby of like getting, oh, there's a cool vaccine. Let's give it a shot. Or like, do you, how often like, do you get vaccinated? Oh, it's, and then. Yeah, I guess for me too. Um, actually, I got um, last the previous year. I did get a couple of extra vaccines because I was going to Dominican. So there is, you know, a couple of few different um, diseases I should worry about, like also things like hepatitis. So I got like boosters for that. So and, hepatitis. Uh, what else? Would you like yeah, name the, them actually? Because I want to know which ones are actually good for me as well. So one was for hepatitis. Oh, so I. Oh, are you going? Um, are you going the similar? So it de- depends on what place you're going to, right? So. 
yeah, the I think for most for most like I guess um, tropical destinations, they say like the hepatitis A and B would be a good one to get, or it's called the Trinwex, which is basically just both of them in one. I should I should think they have. I also they also give you um, typhoid, um, cholera are like you know ones that you can get. Those ones are actually for bacteria, but that's a very different thing. Are um, you saying like these? Are you saying like these hospitals have these packages like literally like where are you going, sir? Oh, you're going to Philadelphia. Here are your Philadelphia package for vaccines. Like, how do you actually determine like what kind of vaccines you get? <laughs> well, so that, that's usually like you would you could probably talk to a doctor like, hey, I'm planning on traveling to such and such location. Like, what should I like? What should I do to prepare myself? Like, are there are there vaccines available that you would suggest? Or like some sometimes I have uh, certain types of medication to take a little bit before. So, and they also would say, you know, again, so for example, um, the area of Dominican I went, it's not, um, there is like, uh, what is it, mosquito, mosquito types of um, diseases there, but because of the area I was in. Is it like malaria or something? Malaria, that's the one. I was I'm thinking there's like, I knew like two different There's ones. a terminology. Like, there's got to be yeah. something in there. All right. Very well. So do we have now a malaria vaccine? with the bugs. They don't have malaria vaccine. They do have malaria um, medication, which you can take. So makes you like less likely to contract it from the mosquitoes. Oh, but that's the area the Dominican I was in. I didn't need to because the risk of malaria there's very low rates of malaria there. So I was, I didn't, for example, I didn't need to take that even though I was going to Dominican. But if I'd been like, you know, two towns over, they would have been like, okay, you got to, you got to take these pills. <laughs> very nice. Pretty cool. And speaking of vaccines, we want to come back to in a moment, but how about like multivitamin and minerals? Because recently, actually, I started taking a lot of those. I was kind of by my trainer to take a lot more multivitamin and minerals. Uh, as a vet, and of course, somebody with uh, great knowledge of medicine uh, and of course, healthcare, what is your perspective on taking uh, basically uh, multivitamin and minerals that is not certainly vaccination but it does help the body a lot so what is your perspective on that uh, there's there's i think now there's starting to be a little bit more question about the actual like benefits of multivitamins so obviously like everyone needs um you know vitamins to some extent like but for for the things that they do but Overall, like I think by overdoing it, for some cases, you're not really benefiting that much more. Like your body can only absorb so much. Um, I've actually so I um, there's a story with um, the guy Linus Pauling. He was a big he was a big he was like a scientist celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, they everyone thought he was going to figure out what DNA looked like, but um, he was the one that kind of started this whole vitamin trend, being wow. like, yeah, vitamins are vitamins are great like vitamins can do all the stuff they can cure cancer and then he died of cancer so you know i'm, <laughs> wow. I'm kind of that's just so <laughs> ironic man amazing wow the hunter became the hunted pretty cool i like it but so generally do you yourself do you take like uh these uh, multivitamins at all or you don't take them i think i i think because you know everyone kind of got into a habit like you know when you're a kid like your mom gives you like those multivitamin gummies or whatever and you just kind of it kind of just gets carried carried on from there but i haven't gone out of my way since then to buy multivitamins um there's some things that i'll buy for example like magnesium um extra strength or like but those are like you know a high dose of like a specific type of mineral not exactly just like that overall and of course, being a vegetarian, I guess, helps you a lot because you take a lot of vit- – naturally, they take a lot of vitamins in. Oh, yeah. Or like, you know, you other – like mostly, yeah, most of like the fruits and stuff, you can get a lot of your 
your recommended vitamins, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually just reading about like the vitamin K shot that they're now starting to think about giving for newborns because vitamin K. I'm afraid I've, I've never heard about vitamin K. So uh, vitamin K, you can actually get a lot from like fruits and leafy vegetables, but it's useful. It's a type of it's used in the body to help your blood coagulate, which is like you know to form a clot. Wow. So if people have a vitamin K deficiency, then they're more likely to bleed out because their blood won't be able to form a clot. And so for babies, there's always a risk of that, like them hemorrhaging or so bleeding underneath the skin and the and the blood pooling because the blood isn't actually able to clot properly. So they've been thinking like for. Yeah. Very good. So. Very good. I love it. So, Pujix, how about yourself? Uh, do you take care of yourself? Do you take your multivitamins and stuff? Yeah, I think that the thing that I mentioned, like, as a habit as you grow up, so, sort of. Uh, again, I'm not out of my way either to take, uh, but I'm also not that patient uh, to basically be reading on these things and see what specific minerals or vitamins I perhaps would need to take as a supplement so if i were to take uh you know multi uh, sorry vitamins or minerals i would take the multivitamin perhaps <laughs> because it's just easier wow. although i uh, yeah yeah you see here's 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 what baffles my mind both of us you guys you do not like multivitamins and minerals that much but you're not anti-vitamins like uh, basically these guys who hate vaccination. What does it even mean? Like, I mean, you don't say like multivitamin is this huge conspiracy. It's a propaganda by the government. Like, you guys don't talk about these things, even though you don't like it. The same thing can be said about vaccination. So, what's the story, M, about these uh, people who somehow find vaccination to be, uh, I don't know, a propaganda or some sort of conspiracy? What's this? I mean, how could they be so dumb in this modern world? <laughs> Oh, you know what? There's a I asked that about a, a large number of people. Like, how can how can you think this way with you know the amount of information available to us? But you, you got to think about it too. It's also the, the amount of um, misinformation as well. I and I feel like a part of the whole why the anti vaccination movement is so much stronger is because it involves children. Like you're thinking, like most of these are parents or like concerned like family members, like worrying for their child, like niece, like grand grandchild's like health like and thinking that these vaccines are meant to cause them harm you know they kind of they will they will you know support that very strongly so i feel like that's probably why you know when it comes to vitamins there's not like people protesting you know vitamins and you wow. know, in the same in the same manner <laughs> that's so true man unbelievable so Pujix, what do you think about these uh, <clears throat> i don't want to call them idiots but these people who somehow find these weird beliefs out of nowhere like what do you think about these guys yeah okay so that's actually a very good question and i it, it has a well i'm not talking about like what m mentioned has, makes a lot of sense but I'm, I'm i want to talk about it from a very more general sense of uh things and that is i was reading a memoir by a former spy who was uh who was retired obviously and then he was talking about <clears throat> the area of the cold war and one of the tactics was used by both sides was to basically uh uh, create doubts and the point was they would create these scenarios so for example well one of the classics like the, with the vaccines or people uh, we didn't go to the moon it's just a conspiracy or all wow. those stuff so the point was uh, that uh, he was like I, I was asked a lot during our briefings or we were all asked a lot would even anybody believe these things and then his answer and his colleague's answer was like that's not even the point it's not really important whether they believe it or not actually if everybody believes it 
it defies the purpose because the purpose is to inflict chaos and wow. create a, a distinction between people. And the point was, if everybody believes believes it, then there's no chaos. Everybody's in the same page, even if they believe the wrong thing. So the point was to inflict a division and create, and that is what uh, give or take happened during the election time. Uh, it didn't. So there were some groups of people, or still are, that would believe whatever Donald Trump says, regardless of his evidence. Oh, and there were some groups of people, which I'm not interested in those, and there are some groups of people who would completely disagree with him, again, regardless of his evidence. I'm not interested in those either, but there were some in the middle that would, even even if they were not presented with any evidence, they would like, could he be right? It Could it be the truth or whatever? And I've seen actually those people, wow. uh, quite a lot of them, and would they, like it's, it's really surprising because you, you think like that person wouldn't think like that, but they, they did. So that's 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 the problem, like um, that's inflicting, uh, you know, doubts. Interesting. So you were saying that even though this whole uh, vaccination thing is uh, quite uh, basically harmless, uh, although let's confirm that before we go any further. So uh, M, is vaccination really harmless? Could there be some damages? Because I've heard of some things regarding some allergic reactions. So from your perspective, I mean, that's exactly what Pujik said. Like, what if they are right? What if there's no conspiracy? What if they're really protecting the lives of their children? As uh, a veteran, veterinarian, as a, a person who has experience with, uh, let's say, dealing with different types of viruses and whatnot and diseases, what do you think about this matter? Could there be anything wrong with vaccination? Could there be some uh, perhaps threats or danger for the families? Oh, I mean, like, you know, nothing is ever 100% safe. And so, you know, there always are like the risks and like, um, and with vaccination, you know, there are the rare, the very rare cases of like having an allergic reaction. And so like, for example, um, for the flu vaccine, they tend to be like to grow the virus in order to, you know, to put it into a vaccines, because that's basically what most vaccines are is just like a form of the virus that isn't able to cause disease but your body can recognize it from as like well as the dangerous strain of the back of the virus so that it's actually able to form an immune response quicker so that you don't even get sick mm-hmm. so looking at that like looking with some with how some of the vaccine like the viruses are prepped for vaccines some of them are grown in eggs like chicken eggs so there can be so yeah watch out vaccines technically aren't vegan (laughs) wow (laughs) unbelievable wow so are you saying that if you are a vegan you can't have vaccinated you cannot have vaccination that's just unbelievable and that's and i've it's so funny i actually did see someone today who was strongly opposed to vaccination it was because they were vegan i was like okay I feel like, you know, there's there's an ingesting of, like, an animal product, but then there's, wow. like, you know, there's a virus that was grown in an egg for a few days, and then, you know, they extract, you know, the, the chick was never... <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, that's, I was going to say, I, that's a whole other thing, but I guess the point wow. of it saying, like, you know, some people have adverse reactions because of, like, you know, leftover egg proteins or some other kind of things that makes them unable to, or if... The body, like if a child or someone is immune suppressed, meaning that that your immune system is already very weak. So putting putting a putting a virus, like a you know a type of virus in you, or a, you know something that can elicit an immune response, is something your body can't handle right now. Mm-hmm. So there's certain groups that you would say vaccines probably aren't the best for you. But then that's when it comes into, you know, like why other people should get vaccinated so that they don't pass the disease on to these types of people like these groups. Interesting. Um, but that's, I, a, that's a good perspective. But I think they, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just um, part of the 
part of the anti-vax movement is like I think there's been few like there's been a few of them throughout history. Um, you know, I, I won't turn this into a whole lecture, but the most recent one, so the one that we're currently, I guess, facing right now, it all started like about 20 years ago where um, I say doctor, but he has now lost his license and this study that he did has now been retracted. He published a study saying that there was a link between vaccination and autism. So saying wow. that vaccines were like caught autism in children and so, so are I you saying that if we vaccinate the children they might actually suffer from autism or if it's, if it's for the mother for example who's pregnant what, when exactly this happens like what's the procedure well see that's uh, so i guess because um one of the one of the vaccines that's given very early in you know when the child's like a few years old um it's called the mmr which is measles mumps rubella so it's a mm-hmm. three three types of virus but around the same time that they are given that vaccine is also where children start to show signs of autism. Oh. So that, along with the study he was doing, was trying to say, look, there is a link between these two things. But so probably there isn't, just a works. coincidence, right? It's a, a, you know, it's my favorite phrase now. Correlation does not mean causation. Exactly. <laughs> I love exactly. this phrase so much. <laughs> I love this phrase so much. Wow, that's so true. So true. So overall, uh, from your perspective, let's go back to Pujas here. Uh, what do you think uh, we could do? First of all, uh, let's say these uh, individuals who find vaccination to be uh, propaganda or whatever it is. From your perspective, is there any way we can actually change uh, the, the opinions of these individuals? Because... Uh, their children might suffer from an illness that could have been prevented with vaccination if we do not do anything. So could we like somehow influence these individuals and change their mind or it's just uh, we are stuck with some uh, rednecks who just cannot change their dogmatic uh, principles and ideas? Right. I mean, um, so that's that's a very, very good question because I want to say to people who are skeptics, if they're skeptics, because some people just um, are just that's a different story. You know, I don't want to even get into. But if you're a skeptic, and I appreciate your skepticism because as a scientist, I was trained. I am being trained to be a skeptic, and that's a good thing. But then there's a healthy degree of skepticism. It doesn't mean that you have to start doubting everything. And I'll give you a, an example, and that is, uh, so there is a chance all of our theories that we're constructing, the the most definite ones, like the Newtonian theory, that actually is not correct and it doesn't work. And guess what? In the break of 20th century, Albert Albert Einstein actually proved that it's not the case. And Newtonian physics is not a uh, very good theory and very cumulative theory. Why? Because when you approach uh, the objects that are going at the uh, speed close to the speed of light, the whole theory breaks down. But so point being, there is a chance that all of this will break down at some point. But while it's working and we still use the Newtonian physics in our everyday to day life in sending spaceships to space to satellites that work and help us uh, use our phones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, although we know it's not a cumulative uh, theory because it still works in our practical day to day life. Uh, we've seen tons of evidence that is very positive and very good my point is even though there is a very tiny chance so my point is like the chances are what 0.0001 percent and would you bet your whole life on that i wouldn't and i don't think anybody would and here's my question where'd you get that number 0.0001 percent i'm just kidding man that was good i'm pretty sure like very close, that's very close to like actual rates of severe reactions to vaccines. So wow. yeah, I love it, man. Good job. <laughs> very well. So generally the vaccines are quite safe. Really 
That's right. And let's be honest, a lot of, I mean, uh, M, do you know some of the diseases that are now fully eradicated because of vaccination? Um, yeah, so small, smallpox was actually the the very first, like, virus, virus, I guess, to be completely eradicated. And, you know, if you look it up, like, that was, that was a very brutal vaccine, like, killed killed millions of people and I, even then when the when the guy who who created the vaccine for this so his his way of finding it was like actually looking at a, a similar strain of the virus that affected cows and so he used that one to like you know help make a vaccine to prep people against the actual smallpox that was actually deadly but you know there was there was conspiracy then like oh it'll turn us into cows like you know but real real back way when wow. like older things people freaking out about that but yeah i would say like you know i think because you know none of these diseases have been a lot of the other diseases that we have vaccines for they haven't been completely eradicated and that's why we're starting to see these outbreaks starting to break out like even in the u.s you're starting to see them exactly you know like we're still we're still not there yet and you know we were so close like for example with polio too but there's still some areas that we're we're still targeting like polio is the next i guess big disease that we're hoping to get fully eradicated one question quickly because uh, i have i'm not in the world of medicine that much so i'm not quite uh well educated about this matter what happened to ebola i'm actually curious because for for almost a year this was the number one headline uh, basically in all media what happened to ebola exactly and could there be any vaccination for it I think, yeah, they were actually um, looking at creating vaccines for it. I think they're actually in trials for the Ebola vaccine. Um, I can't remember last because this was like maybe a year ago when I was last looking into it. Like they were, yeah, they had been looking into vaccines. I think they were testing it. Very um, nice. And, the but, more, and how about the yeah, m- more critical diseases? Let's say HIV, for example, or these things. Could there be at some point vaccines for these diseases as well? Or do you think it's still we are way, uh, basically, this is way ahead of us and we have a long way to go? Oh, no, I think there's also HIV is definitely, it's a, it's a trickier one. I'll give it that because of like how this virus behaves like differently compared to others. But um, I think they, I think they do have, I think, I feel like they do have, um, another like they've been trying a few different types of vaccines um so i think they're on to like a fifth one or so that they're trying out to see if it'll work but again like it's 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 definitely feasible it's definitely something that we can accomplish wow. like you wow. know that's wonderful and despite all of this accomplishment still there are people on this planet in the year 2018, who are against vaccination. So uh, I want to ask you right now, Pujas, imagine we are talking to these individuals. What is your message to these individuals who are uh, firmly against vaccination? Well, I, I first want to know if they're really skeptic of the whole concept or really against it. Because if they're skeptic, I would, uh, again, go about the argument that I had a few minutes ago. Uh, if it, if we are seeing overwhelming evidence, why not? But if they're like really against it like they have actual reasons to go the opposite direction and say actually vaccines are bad i would want them to present their evidences because like in the world of uh, science and medicine that got us this far uh, from being healthy to creating us th- these many opportunities technologies and comfort we always talk with evidence and that's one of the big discussions of today's politics so uh, social uh, discussions unfortunately that People go out and uh, throw out random information uh, and not be uh, not able to back it. 
Wow, man, that was a very polite expression. I would literally tell the guys, dude, your brain is friggin' fried. <laughs> I mean, that would be a lot, a lot my, actually more, more like my style. So, uh, Am, what is your uh, statement for these individuals? Uh, if you were to tell them something, what would you say? Yeah, I, well, like, you know, I've been trying to tell them. Let me <laughs> so, you know, I think... I, You've been sending all those DMs, right? A lot of DMs, I'm telling you. Pooja <laughs> definitely has the right, right idea, too. Like, there's... And this is like not just to do with vaccination, but any topic like there are some firm believers that like no matter what kind of information or truth that you present to them, they're kind of just like in their the way their mind is set. It's just like none of it's like none of it can be like worked out like nothing can be you know discussed. But it's all for the, the people who are, I guess, like on the fence, like not really sure, like they're hearing all this scary things and like don't really know who to trust. And so I think it's like for them, it's to say, you know, it's to say look like you know how can you with all this stuff that's saying it's good like why why listen to like the very few things that are saying it's bad or like you know looking at like who is who is saying it's bad and like you know are they also telling you to buy their two books so that you can detox your child like you know <laughs> you kind of start thinking about things critically like why like why would why would the government want to do these things to keep us sick like what would they actually gain from harming your child like what would you know if you look at like a lot a big thing i've seen is that insurance companies incentivize doctors to vaccine their children I'm like why would a why would a health insurance company who's like you know wants to keep their clients healthy as possible so they don't have to pay out why would they want to incentivize doctors to vaccine your child like what would they gain from having your child wow. be be ill so you know, true. there's a lot of things. There could be a you lot know, of financial incentives, actually. Could be. Have, I definitely had like a bit. I was trying to have a big discussion within like a public, like a public Facebook group, and it's called "Stop Mandatory Vaccination." It's like almost oh, 120 wow. people like A hundred twenty people are right. I mean, in, in your city, right? Is it like oh, international or? Right? 120,000 people. 120,000 people are now in this freaking forum. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. Uh, who are these people? I mean, what's the, what's the average? What's their you know, demographics? Is it like an older, redneck, I don't know, uh, urban type or what? Mainly within the states from what I was getting. Um, and it's actually surprisingly those and those in lar- like higher socioeconomic brackets tend, wow. to, tend, to, tend to be this way. So. Wow. Yeah, but they cool. were like I was banned. I was banned from the group within an within 24 hours. Oh like, my gosh. So right see there. see here's the problem. Here's the problem that I have with this whole thing. Like if you really stand for something and can defend it, why can't you hear opposition? Exactly. That's the point. You know what? I have a great idea. I should make a group and then ban all the vegans. Tell anybody. They don't even like vaccinations. That's the only solution. <laughs> That's right. Very well. So overall, great point. Great discussion. And now we're running out of time here. So let's go for a final comment to wrap up the show. Uh, Pujix, after all that we talk now, what is your final comment? Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't know this Facebook group existed. I guess wow. I should have guessed everything exists on the Internet. But, uh, but I mean, it's... It's it's one thing uh, to have these groups and have these discussions. That's actually very good. I I mean, uh, although I don't believe in it, it's good to have a discussion. But when you can't have a discussion and you actually ban somebody like M that is trying to put uh, you know give a different perspective to the matter, then that's a problem. And that's very sad because then it's 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 very definition of silencing. Although this within the limits of that group, still it it says a lot about that group. 
uh, ultimately, and I want to say that uh, it's it's good to have discussions. It's good to be skeptics. But ultimately, when it comes to the intersection with reality and when we have to actually make a decision and do stuff, we got to go with the overwhelming evidence. If there is overwhelming evidence, we got to make a decision. And I would base my decision based on the evidence that shows whether this thing is uh, has a positive impact or doesn't. And so far, again, I, I'm just going to talk about the very, uh, very various diseases that have been killing thousands of millions, if not more uh, people throughout history that have been contained very much, maybe not eradicated uh, in the recent uh, 30, 40 years or so. Wow. Um, and that's just that's just my evidence. I don't know. So, about buddy, others. I got an idea. Well, we can actually ask Govin to hack these uh, idiots group basically on Facebook. <laughs> number one. Number two, we can find the administrator of that, basically uh, the admin of that group and just go kick his ass. Basically, you know, both basically. Oh, you know, his name, I do know. I do know, actually know who he is. So he, awesome. He bravo. A, so we got it. Whoever you are, buddy, you're now the target. Just wait for it. We're going to come for you. All right, pretty cool. Well, I, mean, I mean, joke aside, though, like, that that's, that's not going to even solve any problems. Oh, trust that, me, that it does. No one's going to ban my friend. You're going down, whatever no, your name listen. is. <laughs> listen, listen, let me tell you why that doesn't solve any problem. It doesn't because it enforces the followers. It gives them an incentive. See, they, they get they rid of the them. All guy, to, our head of the them. <laughs> oh, you my goodness. Make, you basically make a martyr out of them. You make him oh. a symbol. Well, I told you, Pujas, you're too nice. I guess we got to do something about this matter. We'll see. <laughs> so, Em, how about yourself? What yeah, is your uh, final thought about this discussion? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, like I can, I can be banned from from Facebook groups, <laughs> you know, and wow. like, but that that won't really stop the message, I guess. Like, there's still there's still ways to do about it. Like, I think one thing for sure is like, you know, bringing this to more attention. I think. It kind of it's gotten to you know Facebook pages of over a hundred thousand people because it was kind of brushed off like ah oh, these are these people don't know what they're talking about like it's not like they're not doing any harm but now now when we're actually starting to see the harm it's like okay maybe we should actually you know as a collective start to address this and so for example you know getting doctors more informed so like you know when they have these kind of people saying i don't want to vaccinate their children or like i'm scared like so that they have the better answers for them and like have better ways to like you know get them have put their minds at ease and you know for you know kind of calling out like there's senators who are you know even your lovely president has has said that, oh. you know, said, said vaccine. Oh so, you know, it's he's a like, lovely, lovely president and a lovely, lovely man. Like, I know. Oh, my goodness. Instead of, um, instead of getting, you know, all these celebrities, you know, who are like, oh, you know, my my son got autism from this vaccine. And, you know, let's just talk about my kid was like my kid didn't get this disease because he's he was properly vaccinated you know i was like let's put more of these like pro i guess like better better health ideas like into the public eye and like more you know more common for you know more tra you know if they can't believe your doctor like okay let's believe dr phil like i don't know <laughs> oh my goodness dr phil i'm sure he's got a great idea about this one as well that's right but overall uh, that was a very very great discussion and i want to thank both you am as well as pujix for being here and sharing your ideas it was great to have you with us thank Love you it. definitely and of course to those of our listeners who are now listening please if you're on itunes or on uh google play just go right now leave a ranking just a couple of stars we prefer five of course and if you could leave, if you actually possibly could leave a review as well would be quite grateful for that honor and of course the admin listen i'm talking to you the admin of that freaking facebook page you pal <laughs> 
We are coming for you. Just wait for it, all right? And, of course, that's all the time we have for it. My name is Daniel Mulgan, and this was Beyond the Present Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.